We are back with On Second Thought from GBB. I'm Virginia Prescott. In North Atlanta, where the perimeter meets the Chattahoochee River, there's a little building just off the highway with a bright red sign that says Barbecue. That is Heirloom Market Barbecue, run by chefs Cody Taylor and Jian Lee. The menu created by this duo, who are also spouses, puts a South Korean spin on traditional barbecue fare. Brisket injected with miso, pulled pork marinated in gochujang sauce, and sides like kimchi pickled cucumbers. I stopped by Heirloom Market for lunch to speak with Cody and Jian about their food and their personal journeys, which for Jian includes a previous life as a K-pop star in South Korea. What you are best known for, I think, is the Korean pork sandwich. Yeah, that's really the sandwich that everybody started recognizing as being <clears throat> uh, different mm-hmm. um, with the kimchi coleslaw and the kimchi pickles. Nobody really combined all the, the Korean pantry with smoked meat before. So that was kind of a take on a on a rib sandwich or a chopped pork sandwich with coleslaw. So how did that happen? It sounds like this is, I, I know you may not love this word, but it's a fusion food. <laughs> I mean, we consider a fusion food. It's a, it's a shift on traditional Southern barbecue. Um, and kind of representative of you too. You're from what, Texas and Tennessee, Cody? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you are from, from Korea. You're from Korea, so there South you go. South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Yes, South Korea, an important yes, distinction to make. So tell me how this happened. Where did you two, where did you two start cooking together? Uh, we met at the restaurant Repast, 2008. Mm-hmm. And I was an internship from culinary school. Right, you went to the Cordon Bleu school, Yeah, right? I went to the and Cordon Tucker? Bleu. Tucker, yes. And so I work um, as a part-time, started, and then I finished my internship there. Uh, great experience there. There was influence, um, Japanese influence, uh, southern food, uh, high-end. So it was uh, really ins- inspiration to me, that the restaurant and the, the, the couple, the chef, but um, it's husband and wife team, and and um, and something happened to us. <laughs> we starting dated. That kitchen alchemy happened. To <laughs> yes. <you too. laughs> and then um, maybe both you know work different places. I work hotel. He work other other restaurant and has chef and hotel. And later uh, we decided to open Elum, but it was more mainly. Um, uh, Chef Cody was focused on, and I still had a job at the um, Hotel St. Regis, and so he basically he started with his uh, his passion, his skill, and then later uh, we start getting busy, and then he asked me to help, and so I started involved to Elum more, and the Korean influence is starting more. Mm-hmm. Is it the so beginning? Because he learned some Korean, uh, the pantry items like gochujang, doenjang stuff when we traveled to Korea and he finds some connections about the flavors and uh, the southern food culture between Korea and, and Elena. So he started and just like, um, just like it's showing our personality and showing our background and culture and our uh, history. Um, so it's just naturally um, influence each other. 
I wonder about the title, the, the name of the business, which is Heirloom, which is, you know, something usually that's passed down for generations or it's a breed that's been around for a long time. What, why the name? Yeah, I mean, also, not only does it have a name in English, but uh, when you pronounce it in Korean, it means sunrise. So, sunrise. <laughs> wow. What a coincidence. You, yeah, it's a kind of coincidence that happened. But Heirloom, you know, we kind of always liked old antiques and kind of the, the Americana 50s and stuff like that. And, you know, to do something different in barbecue or to be yourself and not be stuck to being straight Texas barbecue or, you know, kind of pigeonholed. Um, it was kind of a, you know, a nod to the past, but look into the future. I imagine sunrise is something um, a pit master must see quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, you see the sun every day. Yeah, we, we see the sun every every morning. Uh, we're here, you know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, and some of our other pit guys, too. So it's like a whole family that does it. And the word market really comes from my Texas roots because all the, the meat markets in central Texas during the Dust Bowl uh, started smoking meat to make money and to use their product and there's nobody else using market in their name so it confused people a little bit because they thought we maybe selling antiques yeah <laughs> yes like an antique store maybe um and uh that that's where that came from so. well no one's confused now there are like traffic jams coming off of the highway to get to your store your market which is a little pull off and you know so people must say to you, please build a bigger place, go someplace else, we want a big parking lot, you know, someplace. We're here all the time. Um, but we appreciate um, this American culture, American barbecue so much. And it's, we don't want to make, we have uh, our style, our own style, but it doesn't mean like, uh, we don't want to, um, contaminate something you know we want to make it better but just keep that kind of traditional the ambience and you know barbecue if you do franchise it's to me is is a as immigrant to me it's kind of a little bit too commercialized i want real barbecue i want to go somewhere like middle of nowhere uh roadside little shack i really uh appreciate that but Cody, for you as a a guy from Tennessee and Texas, was there any you know when you're using gochu jung for your barbecue, people who are traditionalists and say, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, when we first opened, we saw a lot more of that um, on the special board. You'd see the spicy Korean pork sandwich and maybe crispy tofu, something completely different. But it actually just works better. The gochu jung for us added the flavor, but. When you taste the pulled pork, you don't taste how much gochujang we put on it. It really just captures the smoke. People use mustard and vinegar mops and different things to add moisture to the exterior of their meat when they're smoking. We do gochujang, and it it's really acts like a rub and a moisturizer at the same time. So, you know, you see it in our sauces. You, I mean, it's in everything, right? But it's kind of like just ha finding that happy balance that really kind of the traditionalists kind of came around and said, okay, I'm going to try some diff something different. Like today, we're serving Korean fried chicken. It's, it's Korean fried chicken day. And people will sell out by, you know, 2 o'clock. You know, before, people were like, what's that? You know, but now it's becoming a lot. I think we helped, you know, Atlanta become a lot more, rec uh, some of these words like kimchi and gochujang, donjang, which is the miso we put in our collard greens. And, and you know, the clientele 
has come around to kind of understand that you know it's a little bit different and we have the largest crane population in the south here in Duluth also so you know having all those Korean restaurants and having us being kind of the fusion place in between is kind of like a, a stepping stone to a different culture so in other words once they tasted it the complaining stuff yeah yeah definitely <laughs> they introduced that story how to how to create the uh, Korean spicy Korean pork Fun, fun story. Yeah, I mean, it was really the first year we opened, there was an ice storm. So what happened was we had uh, chopped cabbage the day before. Our, our vegetable cooler uh, froze. And um, so in Korea, what they do right before you, right before the wintertime when the cabbage is starting to, to freeze, they pick it, they put the kimchi base on it, like kind of like the same base that we use. And then they bury it in the ground for the winter to ferment it. Wow. That way they have kimchi throughout the year. So it acts as a refrigerator. Um, so when it was kind of frozen, I was like, I can't really use this for regular slaw. Then she was like, oh, we can do it with kimchi slaw to utilize the ingredients. And then all the other, the, the pork we had was really just trimmings off of some of the, the larger, like we were doing a lot of half hog stuff and a lot of different cuts off ribs. So it was kind of, I had some pieces that I had too much of. So it was... You know, she marinated it, and then we smoked it, and then kind of chopped it up, and just made the sandwich as a special one day. It was really just kind of an accident, and then that's what you know started pushing it's us forward. Like automatically, like it's almost um, almost like survivor uh, thing. So something frozen, and we're poor, and we we don't want to waste, and just automatically in my mind like. Okay, in Korea, kim- when kimchi frozen, we still eat, right? So that's my background, my culture kind of trigger. Okay, this is still edible, and this is how you treat when the f- when the when you see when you have that frozen vegetable. So that's how it created. We never really like, oh, let's do this, let's mix this. You know, it's it's not like that. So. Like when we, it's our life. This our food is so uh, represent our lifestyle, and at home too. When we have some some big big uh, Super Bowl, and when Super Bowl day, and when we invite friends, of course we have like seven layer dips and stuff. But also, you know, we have spicy noodle. We have some dumplings. And, but pig in a blanket, you know, it's all gonna, because I cook some, Cody cooks some, that's how we, you know, we end up like buffet, like international buffet. So, so it's, it's just our lifestyle. I'm speaking with Cody Taylor and Gian Lee, the chefs and owners of Heirloom Market Barbecue in Atlanta. Who are your customers? Who comes, you, you mentioned the, the big Korean population here. We probably the most diverse customer base in in restaurant in Atlanta. I mean, weekdays, like, we have a lot of people uh, from the offices around here, uh, so mainly the Americans. But weekends, we see Asians from Korea, China, or Vietnam, and we see a lot of, a lot of um, Indian people sometimes because we have some lot of vegetarian options, too, our side items, very healthy um, good vegetarian food so really really diverse 
So there's another part of your background that is not as traditional. Mm -hmm. You were a K-pop star. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but you were a huge star. You had four like best-selling yeah, albums. Yeah, I had a great, uh, great time. Um, it was, it was really big time for me. And I was very young. I I started. Um, I actually started motoring first as a t the tin tin magazine motoring first, and then I had a chance to audition so I became singer when I was 16 wow so uh, it was so exciting because I was always dream about just being famous but I was too young um, there was a lot of pressures um, stress a lot and but I enjoyed it and also I had a little bit painful time too so so I quit pretty early, but I had a four albums, um, and still a lot of uh, fans remember me. So I yeah, if Korea. you were to <laughs> if you were to go around on the street in South Korea, would people recognize you? Uh, my, like my my age group or older generations knows, and the younger generations knows uh, a lot of my songs because young performers keep remaking my songs so um, really grateful and you and do you still sing do you still ever perform I've seen um, maybe for a benefit here or there I I do some time for good uh, like charity events and stuff and I go uh, Korea for TV shows like every other year or something whatever I think is a really really good show um, it was um, the biggest show in Korea. She's being very modest. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess, I guess we need the real answer from you, Cody. <laughs> yeah, it was the, it's the most popular show in Korea, and she opened up the season for that. So we went over there. It was, uh, it was you know, very... She, she's very recognizable over there. So when you first met this woman in the kitchen at Repass, did you have any idea that she know. was a huge anybody? <laughs> yeah, after we were dating for a little while, she told me she was like, "Oh, by the way, I have a fan club and things like that." <laughs> I'm a little famous. She was the model, was the model for like <laughs> Samsung <laughs> and you know Fanta commercials and posters and. Yeah, but I'm trying to imagine that <laughs> if somebody, you know, I watched a couple of videos uh -huh. of you. I will admit. You know, these shiny, beautiful backgrounds, <laughs> young woman singing. Uh, if somebody who watched those videos stepped up to the window at Heirloom Barbecue, saw you in your baseball cap, T-shirt, <laughs> you know, chopping cabbage, uh -huh. internally that feels really good. But what do you think they would think? Has that ever happened? Um, maybe some people will disappointed because they, they're looking for like Britney Spears from me. And and but some people like oh I'm so glad that you working so hard and just as a human being you show us like oh someone was on the, on top of something and start a new career and not young age uh, and as a female and working hard and achieve something and challenge uh, so I got a lot of compliments from you know some women like my age or a little younger age like oh wow you know how come you 
you give up that glamorous lifestyle and doing something else, but you create something, you know, you be very loved and local, and it's, they really um, appreciate that, the challenge them too. So, I mean, I'm very like, because I always uh, want to be very inspirational person and in a good way. Um, so I'm proud of myself, you know, this baseball cap and t-shirts doesn't bother me at all. Whatever I do, wherever, wherever I, I go and I do my 100% and just, and I'm going to get it, whatever I need, you know. So um, I'm proud of myself. That was Jian Lee and Cody Taylor, chefs and owners of Heirloom Market Barbecue in Atlanta. And since we couldn't find any tofu-based barbecue songs, we will leave you with Ike and Tina Turner and Chicken Shack. A big strong On Second Thought is produced by Amelia Brock, Leighton Rowell, LaRaven Taylor, and Jake Troyer. Jesse Neiswanger is our engineer. Special thanks to Bram Sable-Smith for mixing today. Allison Krausman and Jessica Lowell are interns. Don Smith is the Dean of Grammar. Amy Kiley is senior producer. Sarah Shariari is managing editor for GPB News. I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks so much for joining us. A real